Hello, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You've heard that content is king, well, wise content rules the world. Wise content requires analysis and use of data to inform decisions about how to create and how to promote it. Using knowledge and tools such as behavioral science, artificial intelligence, semantic research, and influencer co-creation that are necessary to make meaningful impact on the content and produced and is resulting effectiveness. This podcast investigates the art, science, tech, and people that make wise content successful. If you're not doing wise content in this world, your, your, your company is getting behind. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I'm a marketing technology expert who has built multi-million dollar companies, created award-winning technology, and successfully implemented viral content campaigns. And today, we're going to talk about long-form content with AI. So today, my guest is Ankur Pandey. Ankur is the founder of Longshot AI, which he started in 2021. Longshot is an end-to-end platform to research, generate, and optimize long-form content. He has previously founded Unfound, a startup to invite misinformation for both consumers and companies, where he worked with the likes of the, uh, of the BBC, Google News, and etc. He has a decade-long experience in data science, where he built data teams at three different co- companies. Hello, Ankur. Where, how are you doing? I'm awesome, Joseph. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me. It's, it's it's so glad to be here. Cool. And where are you based? I'm in Bombay, Mumbai, India. Yeah. And have you always been there? No, not really. I've been like pretty much everywhere. Uh, uh, part of it in the United States as well and in the cool. Europe. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and how did you get into machine learning and data science? Well, I was a technical uh, guy, like I did my engineering, I uh, was, I did a master's uh, and then I was a, like a PhD student and then kind of, you know, it was um, uh, the beginning of the sort of machine learning getting hot. So I ventured into data science, machine learning and have worked in industrial machine learning for about a decade. Cool. Um, and and you're, you, you, you work for some decent companies and so on. And then you, you, you had your first startup, which your LinkedIn profile said it's failed fast. And that was called SmartLoad. <laughs> what did you do and, and what did you learn? Yeah, well, I mean, I sort of uh, kind of, uh, you know, I was at that time more of an idea guy. And we found a cool idea about, uh, you know, using machine learning to fix logistic industry. And we kind of found a client like in a day and another day, another client and so on. But. Uh, what I noticed was that we got these uh, uh, sort of orders, but I noticed that uh, I was solving the problem, but I did not really understand it well. And also my heart was not there. I was kind of fascinated with how to do it, but like maybe not so attuned with uh, the the folks I was serving, right? So I kind of, you know, decided to wrap it before it becomes too late. But yeah, it was like, you know, startups go through that journey and entrepreneurs also go through that journey where and, we understand a few things and then we realize what is our true calling, right? So, mm-hmm. so you're, you're, I, it sounds like uh, it's an important lesson, I think, for anybody doing startups is that yeah. the idea can be can cl- cool and clever, but if your heart is not in helping the actual clients yeah. uh, and, and the industry that uh, you're, you're, you're helping, it's probably not a good idea to, to decide to base your life upon it, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. I've had, I've been through that before, you know, it's, um, um, you know, it's like you, you sort of, you, you get into just 
it becomes like a chore to actually do the, the, the business anymore because you're just not enjoying it. If you don't enjoy it, don't do right. it just because it's a clever idea, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, it, it's getting people to pay for creating a piece of software is one thing, right? That's a challenge that you thought this would be great, but then making a business and marrying that business and deciding to do that for a long term. Ah, no, <laughs> I, I, I think that was a wise choice on your, and you learned it on your first startup. Well, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So I'd like to add that, you know, my co-founder at that time, uh, like even though startup failed, but uh, we started dating and she's now my wife. So something we got. Right? So you, 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 that was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a startup necessary to meet your life partner. It wasn't the startup yeah. to be your life. <laughs> so then you, you started writing, you were a columnist for a bit. How did that come about? Yeah. So it was, uh, so it was kind of in parallel with the other things. And I was basically kind of, you know, trying to write for a, for a startup magazine in India. And this was more of a like hobby thing, right? Like I, I used to write, you know, once in a while, and I was just trying to share my learning. So mm -hmm. it was a gig which kind of uh, taught me how to write for an audience and maybe in some sense, um, my first foray into what does writing for an audience really mean? Mm -hmm. But you, so, you did that, uh, what, for about a year or so? And then uh, you, uh, you... On and off, yes. On and off, yeah. And then you went back into uh, uh, building things and... and uh... yeah. And, uh, and we're doing a data and machine, the data science stuff, right? Right, right, right. So data science, machine learning, and like everything in between, something like that. So yeah, you're right. Like there, this, this gig was more of a parallel with other things. And uh, as I said, like, you know, it kind of gave me a taste of how to write the content for an audience, not just for yourself. Right. So that's good. Now, especially years later, you're doing a content thing. <laughs> so yeah, you have yeah. some understanding the life of a content writer, which is great. Uh, right. which I think a lot of these, uh, you know, I, I, there's been a lot of good CEOs on here talking about, uh, you know, AI and content, but you know, some of them haven't been, you know, li haven't lived the life or walked the walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, uh, you founded your first successful startup and had an exit, right? Unfound.news. Yeah. Yeah. And what, right. and what did that do? So Unfound actually started with a premise that, you know, like it was trying to solve misinformation and media bias problem. I mean, which is again, so hot, thanks to Mr. Musk. But you know, what we were trying to do uh, was uh, not really trying to have our own version of truth, but rather trying to aggregate all different perspective into one. So basically, uh, you know, if you uh, search for a news topic, you uh, are not are presented with all sides of things, like from, let's say US co context, maybe uh, news from Fox, Breitbart, as well as New York Times. Like, so you can decide, right? Like what, what version uh, kind of resonates with you. So basically this was the, so, uh, uh, you know, we were trying to approach it from a technical point of view that uh, rather than an editorial point of view, there are a lot of news out there. And what we were trying to do was um, uh, in some sense, bring in this news using technology into one place. So mm -hmm. it was successful. It was liked by a lot of folks, but then uh, what we realized was that it was probably not a great business idea per se. Like we had a lot of users, but then, uh, you know, like we wanted to monetize and we did not want to place ads because this was kind of, would kind of dilute the vision. So uh, the way we earned revenue was uh, to kind of do the same thing for businesses. Mm -hmm. Like you know, part of it, like businesses also suffer with fake news and you know, like they, they, are, they have biased news. They want to know about it before it becomes too late, right? So 
this was the whole idea of unfound news and unfound AI. So it, 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 and you had, and you monetized it by getting businesses to subscribe to it. Uh, so we, what we did was that we, uh, the businesses would pay us to kind of detect if there are some fake news about them and kind of alert them before it becomes too late. Ah, so you became sort of a reputation, uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. reputation company and, uh, in right. a way a PR company, right? Uh, so yeah. It was like two, it was like a kind of a one front was for consumers and yeah. other was for these businesses. But so, you didn't you make know, any money from consumers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Businesses were the one kind of, we got money. One. And did you, uh, did you sell that? Did you exit that? Uh, no, so, yeah, it, we, uh, so I, uh, exited not by selling it, but kind of, you know, we kind of pivoted when we uh, realized that a few of these businesses, uh, were paying us, but post COVID we realized that, uh, the kind of traction because our clients, uh, had more urgent profit, uh, uh, related issue rather than trying to do reputation management. So although it was a good profitable business, but we decided to kind of uh, pivot from there also because while doing all these things. Uh, so we are technologists as heart, at heart, right? right? Like I, I'm, uh, I'm talking about me and my whole team. So we noticed that, you know, there was some, uh, some, you know, like all, while all doing all these, we realized that, you know, some really interesting technologies in AI and machine learning and NLP uh, could actually help solve uh, creating content problem. And this was something we were doing on the side. To some extent, we were doing also for a client. And when we decided to kind of shift the business and also gave it a new name because uh, this was completely a new direction for us. So yeah, to, in, in short, uh, we did not exit out like traditionally, but we kind of, uh, from a profitable business, we decided to move to somewhat more lucrative opportunity. And what did you do with the technology that did that? Uh, so, you know, like, as I said, like technology is something which um, in some sense can be repurposed. So th that's why we were like, for example, today in long shot, we use the similar technologies we developed in Unfound, which is to kind of make sure that the content is factually correct. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it does not have uh, like wrong claims, like, which is, which is one of the problem with content generators. Mm -hmm. So we, in some sense, also repurpose that technology. Cool. And now you uh, co-founded, uh, so it looks like you've co-founded all your companies or at least, well, the first one you didn't co-found with her, but you met her there, your wife, Yeah. Yeah. How's, 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 uh, working with your wife and running a company? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, um, so it's, uh, you know, it, it, it has its own challenges because sometimes you, like when you start out, you have to kind of pay the bills and you have to also sort of manage, uh, uh, like time, like household chores and things like that. Right. So it has challenges, but it also is like, it also about that, you know, you can, you, um, do not have to have, um, you know, work life balance, so to speak, right. Like, you know, your work and your life is like the same. So, so well, you I know, mean, I've, I've, I have had, I've had, um, I have, I've, I've founded two companies with a, with a, with my wife. Right. Oh, awesome. so, That's so I've uh, been in that, uh, that, that place before. Uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> and one of the things I found is that you have to set certain, certain boundaries. Like, you know, right. if you're in the, if you're in, uh, in the privacy of your bedroom, you don't talk about business. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm kind of learning that I'm learning. I know that. Yeah, it's like boundaries, you know, or, or otherwise it just, everything becomes just about the business and right, then, right. Your, uh, then your relationship suffers. It, uh, it, it definitely requires some management, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a really fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, now we have, uh, we have two year old twins and this is, 
this is my second year rodeo. I have a 30 year old son, but now we have three year olds. I have a third, three year old twins. And so that mm -hmm. is another enterprise entirely upon itself. <laughs> but the, yeah. the, 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 the boundaries issue is still, still the same thing. There's certain times you talk about childcare and sometimes you, you know, you talk about other things. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Be but we're going to take a, a, take a break and come back and we're going to talk about long shot. All right. Absolutely. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hello there, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the uh, Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast with my guest, Ankur Pandey. So Ankur, you, uh, you, uh, you changed unfound.news into longshot AI. So mm -hmm. what, uh, what uh, and you mentioned, you know, you, were, you, you wanted to focus in on long form content. What does longshot mean? Why yeah. is it named that? Right. So uh, it's a funny story. Uh, you know, I was talking to um, a friend of mine and, uh, you know, we were talking about like maybe less hard of comic characters. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit departure from what you might think. Uh, so we, uh, you know, came across a Marvel character called Longshot. This is a superhero. And the power of the superhero is that the superhero can change probabilities. Uh -huh. like, okay, geeky, right? Like never heard. So, and it also kind of resonated somehow with what we were trying to do. We were trying to kind of focus on more long form uh, content issues, right? We, mm -hmm. we noticed that when you, when you try to write long content, there are a lot of challenges with even with the modern AI, right? So 
in some sense this came together and long shot <laughs> long shot all right cool well yeah. I, you know, you know, there's a marketplace, and I'm sure you know this. It's called G2. It's the largest and most trusted software marketplace. Yeah, I think over 60 million people, and you were awarded the the high performer AI writing assistant for in for 20 the spring of 2022. Congratulations! Yeah. 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 So, Thanks. so what is it that Longshot AI does that that wins that award? Right. So, uh, you know, I'll just give you a brief context. Uh, you know, I think uh, about one and a half years back, uh, thanks to a lot of innovation by Google and others, a lot of new technologies started coming, uh, which uh, start, you know, started to create, which started to help content creation process uh, a lot better than it used to be. Uh, now we were in this business, like in, in terms of technology since a while, and we also understood this, uh, you know, as, as a part of our other exercises. And we noticed that there were other players also coming who were trying to leverage it and trying to do it, uh, help content creators. But we saw that there is this space vacant, which is like, you know, trying to fix long form creation really well. Because as you kind of, when you try to create, let's say a few hundred words and all right, it completely, so AI has this habit of kind of going drunken, right? Going in all sorts of direction, trying to hallucinate, right? Trying, try to, uh, you know, kind of conjure up things, right? So this is what you want to attack. And why, you know, we noticed that the lot of takers when it comes to content marketing SEO community, because they have to write long form content like day in and day out, right? And, uh, you know, for example, for the brands they help or uh, like, or, you know, other pieces, information pieces, top of the funnel content and so on. So um, we essentially, the idea here is that, you know, there is this platform where we try to, uh, you know, you can, you can put in your put in a topic and you will give you some keyword suggestions, research suggestion, then you can actually create the whole content and we'll also optimize in the sense that this content is to be written for someone, right? So we will give you really cool SEO scores, like which is which is not the kind of standard SEO scores you're used to. It is, it is very, very, um, very, very sort of attuned to the writing process. So while writing will give you, will tell you, is this writing SEO friendly already or not? You don't have to stuff keywords necessarily from uh, anywhere else. So, so, you know, I would, if I were to sort of succinctly put it, put it long shot is a, is a AI platform to research, generate and optimize long form content. So what would you define as long form content? Yeah. So long form is some, anything which, so typically you can associate uh, long form with long blogs, really, you know, like mm -hmm. anything which is uh, two, 300 more, you know, 400, 500 words, thousand we have folks writing blog of seven, 8,000 words also, right? So pretty much that, but then it can also be like position papers, reports, mm -hmm. can also be, uh, you know, uh, newsletters. So uh, these are the one of the, some of the popular use cases we have seen product reviews, really long product reviews, right? In-depth product reviews. So mm -hmm. these are example long form content, I'd say. So, um, so, uh, so you basically, what do you do? You use this, you use the search engines to find successful content right and and then train your machine your your machine learning to understand what the content is being written about a particular mm -hmm. subject or or based upon keywords yeah uh and then it will produce um it will produce uh do you give it some sort of outline or what how what is it well how does it what how does right, it go right, about sure so I'll, I'll kind of you know briefly explain it and uh, you know uh, by the way like to whoever is listening it's you can, can definitely check it out. It's free to check out. 
but um, uh, essentially the idea is you kind of started exactly at this place we, uh, we what we do uh, so you put in any topic let's say you want to write on uh, tesla electric vehicles right you kind of put it in and we'll give you a lot of suggestions from you know top sources what has been kind of popular before like this is what you want to write on you want to write on like something specific to tesla ev let's say you know tesla ev solar um, like solar batteries or whatever right like so you can basically there is a guided approach wherein you can create a content brief using the suggestions we give you mm-hmm. so the content brief is kind of you have to finally kind of pick up some important pieces we we even give you things like uh, what are the questions you should answer so this is how do we know this like popular questions people are asking on the search engines as well as as various forums like reddit quora etc right mm-hmm. uh, there is a very interesting feature called fact sheet wherein we also tell you that what are the important facts about the topic you want to write let's say you know uh, uh, time uh, taken uh, uh, to offer a tesla car to run uh, on on a, on a given battery right things like that right so these are important facts which any content writer would want to include so these are all raw material to basically create a content brief now as soon as you create a content brief we kind of sort of kick start our ai engine so it sees the brief and it says you know what like let me first suggest you a really cool headline it will keep on giving you suggestion and it gives you infinite suggestions and all these suggestions are suggestions are unique uh, you'll never find like you know i mean except from very like kind of uh, kind of canonical cases you will not find duplicate content anywhere so first it will give you a headline suggestion once you freeze that it will actually give you outline suggestions again you can generate any number of time you want this is entirely based on the content brief you have already selected and these outlines keep on changing like it can be long short and we'll also give you we'll also suggest that how many outline should you make depending on what we know about this particular topic and finally the writing kicks in so by the way there is a caveat even if we can we do not write for you in the sense that we will not produce the long content at one click so you know people sometimes kind of miss uh, 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 sort of assume that you know maybe we are kind of there is one click content no we don't do that and we don't want to do that and i'll come to the reason in a minute so basically the idea is that as soon as you have created an outline the structure so to speak of your content uh will it's like you know it, you will kind of give it some nudges that you know you you will probably tell ai something like this i want my first introduction to include things like these and it'll kind of write an introduction for you and then you kind of tweak it a bit and then you give, give another para so you know there is a guided process mm-hmm. so what we have noticed is that in order to create let's say uh, about a th- couple of thousand words of article you'll need some somewhere between 15 to 25 minutes right if you are if you Uh, if it's a sort of you know top of the funnel or middle of the con- funnel content, if it is slightly more in depth, maybe ten minutes more, right? So now this is a guided process, and as I was mentioning that you know we do not do one click generation because we really want it to be meaningful, right? We do not want to give the control to the AI. The human writers, the content writers, still in command. They still are guiding the. It's like AI is giving them like. tons of suggestions at every button click but they have to choose it and they have to tweak it mm-hmm. i hope i kind of kind of gave a big picture of what we actually yeah. do yeah so um you know there's also important aspect of writing you know it's like the you know brands especially as this all the time about a brand right. voice and a style do you right. d- does your is your software able to write in different voices and with a different you know style yeah yeah exactly so this is this is again like you know uh, thanks for this because this is a question we keep on getting like every other day so you know we have like a maybe a 
how should I put it? There is like a sim uh, simple and a slightly more complex solution. So we have a way wherein you can change the tone, like you know maybe you want to make it more aggressive or you want to write like Elon Musk would write, right? You know things like that, right? So you can kind of direct AI to uh, to write formal, casual uh, of a certain type of a certain known brand, things like that. But and this is something some brands have done with us. Let's say you are a brand and you are like super uh, sort of uh, you know uh, anxious about like you know you should preserve your brand uh, brand voice to the to the last you know to the last bit. So what we have done is that you can give us your data, like past data, open data. We do not want any kind of secret data. Like let's say you have published a brand, a typical big brand would have published hundreds of articles already, right? So mm -hmm. you can give us the links of those. We take that and train AI exclusively for these brands. So, so that the AI for these brands would actually know what kind of word choices this brand, the brand has used in the past. Mm -hmm. What kind of patterns, what kind of sort of tone, right? What kind of approach they have taken and even what kind of data they have, what kind of data or the context they have written about. So this is like the, and this is like the complete foolproof way of preserving the brand voice. So yeah, these are the kind of ways we do. And uh, you know, um, you know, when you're writing content, right. Especially if you're writing content for websites and for, it's got a promotional aspect or a sales aspect, right, right. there's a lot of different kinds of, um, approaches like behavioral science or you know ways to get people to convert uh mm -hmm. you know based upon how you write and lead up to certain conclusions and things like that is that something that also could be trained into the ai it can be uh, our focus so you know like when we started this product we know that generating content can be generic like for example as you said creating content for the website and all and creating even marketing copies but and and tool can do all of those things but our focus remains on this very problem, like, you know, long form content. And the reason is that I think this is still unsolved to a large degree. So like as a, as a young startup, relatively young startup, uh, what we plan to, let's say in, in for the next uh, six months to the year, focus exclusively on this problem and like maybe peripheral problems because, um, yeah. So I think the answer to this is that it is, it can be done, but our current focus is on more, more, more towards the long form and it, it's the problem associated with that. Mm -hmm. um, is it all original content or do you have oh, any yes, problems exactly. with duplicate duplicate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is again, like, you know, as you can imagine any, 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 uh, content writer worth their salt would definitely worry about originality. Right. Mm -hmm. And we have a, we have a way to kind of check for yourself. Like you, we give you a plagiarism score, right. And we will kind of, so it's, and we have like, we have 10,000 users, more than 10,000 users. And the plagiarism score is always like near zero. Right. And if it is, for example, some part seems to be plagiarist some some very you know kind of standardized like part can be you know maybe seem to be lifted like maybe some facts but then you can also change it right so so i think this is something we take very seriously and we provide our writers a tool to verify that all right cool well when we come back we'll talk more about your product and the things that it can do and some of the features all right sure howdy hey joseph franklin mcelroy host of the new podcast Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back, back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast and my guest, Ankur Pandey. So Ankur, you know, uh, I had a previous guest that had a, a, a machine learning doing some content too, uh, mm-hmm. different, different focus, but he mentioned um, that a lot of times these machine learning content producers, if you train them not with, a, not, with not enough data or with too much data, that they 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 start producing duplicate content, is that is that yeah. true? Uh, that's that's true, absolutely. And I would say that you know, uh, so I would say in, not enough data is definitely more of a problem than too much data. For example, uh, the kind of AI we uh, so we have our own AI systems, but we also kind of use uh, the ones developed by Google and other players. So, for example, Google's AI, which is called GPT three, now very famous. Uh, we kind of use that in in parts. Uh, so that is like trained on probably like you know multi billions of you know internet data, right? So I think if you train it well, then more data is less of a problem, really. You know, it's 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 like the lack of data. Okay. Um, so a, con- a content, you know, you produce content. You, you describe that. What other uh, features help a writer? What, what makes their life yeah. easier? So, you know, when we kind of started, you know, when we kind of first launched this product, so we realized that, and that time it was uh, more of a, uh, the focus was to improve the writing, uh, which we still do. But then we soon realized that, uh, you know, writers who write for the audience, you know, they have a purpose in mind. They, uh, they are not writing, like it's very different uh, kind of set of audience who write, let's say, as a hobby blogger or, somebody who is uh, sort of, you know, trying to kind of vent out their own personal blog, things like that, right? So, and of course, they can do, you know, like, that's a different type of ask anyway. But the folks who are kind of trying to write for an audience, it could be marketers, it could be folks who are like trying to sort of, you know, uh, do the PR and things like that, right? So they have to be very vigilant of what kind of things audience will read, what will resonate with them, how, let's say, a content can be correct in the sense that all information can be correct, but it can still be very complex to read, right? So what we do is that we uh, started to develop all these 
uh, we call it SEO metrics, but they are not really like one can also think of of as content optimizers. So I'll just give you an example. Um, so in our workflow, we have something called semantic SEO uh, score. What it does is it will tell you that okay, you know you you want to write on Tesla electric vehicles for this you know just carrying the same example. Now, is your content really? Uh, answering what people are really looking for when it comes to Tesla electric vehicles are, are like, is it really making, or are you writing something which you just, you or your kind of close group want to read, right? So we, what we do is really, uh, we have a plethora of questions and patterns and keywords, which we know, uh, from the Google searches and other searches, uh, inside forums that what people are looking for in this particular topic. And we have an algorithm, we have an AI algorithm, which we have trained to detect that is your content really answering it. Now, this is super useful for writer because if a writer writes, you know, kind of um, on their own and, and, you know, kind of in their own zone and kind of forget to answer what uh, people actually look for, then the purpose of the content is not served really, right? So this is what I was also alluding to in the beginning of the call that we uh, are, so, and this is, this is where the optimizing part comes in that we notice the need of the content writers also to make sure that the content is actually, will actually be read by the audience, right? Which is also in terms means that it will be ranked high and so on and so forth. Well, so, yeah. um, you mentioned SEO and the, and the semantic SEO thing sounds very interesting. Um, right. Are you finding that uh, AI content is good for SEO and how fast does it work? I've had some people tell me it'll, you know, even a new site with AI con generated content will start ranking within a, a day. Now, is that, are, are you finding that sort of truth? So not in a day. I mean, see, the thing is, I'll tell you that there is that I have been asked both type of questions. I've been asked questions wherein they'll say, oh, AI content will write very, uh, rank very fast. And, and there is like another group of skeptics who say, and there are reports like this. I'm, I'm not going to mention the sources, but they'll say that, oh, AI content is being penalized by Google, you know, things like that. Right. Now, the truth is really this. First of all, uh, you know, whoever is listening here, let me be on record to say it's not going to happen that AI content, just because it is AI content, will be penalized by Google. And for the simple reason that Google is itself behind all of lots of these technologies. They're not going to, in some sense, bite their own tail, right? So it's, it's of course, absurd to think, and we have taken approvals from, you know, OpenAI and stuff like that, right, to do this. So, uh, so the point is that this is what, what, what actually, uh, what might go wrong is let's say there are, there are some, I mean, like there might be a kind of a software AI software, which will just produce artificial content. I mean, I remember that it used to happen about a decade back that people will just create web pages with just keyword stuffed. They'll rank high, will be, they'll be completely absurd. Right hmm. now, of course it, it, uh, you know, does not, does not happen anymore because um, you know google has kind of uh, developed its algorithms ai to kind of detect those things so same thing is going to happen when it comes to the ai content what what search engines are be going to be bothered about is is this content high quality or not the high quality and original that's what they care about mm -hmm. if they do not care about so they will not give you extra preference of course you know if you are able to write content really fast so you then can assume that you know if i'm going to write lots of content really fast and good content so my probability of ranking is also increasing right but they are neither going to uh, sort of uh, you know favor it nor going to be against it they are just going to see if it is high quality original well don't you think that um, 
you know, a lot of Google's brand hmm. depends hmm. upon people believing that they're coming there and finding um, the best solutions for things and finding, you know, things that are real, you know, that are, that are authentic. Uh, and and while they're somewhat aware of SEO being right. performed, they also think that Google is, you know, surfacing content that is really relevant to what they want with the right people. And sure. if 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 AI content, like anything before it, becomes too successful at gaming Google, mm-hmm. don't you? And and people start realizing that, don't you think that there will be some effort by Google to try to um, create, uh, you know, slight roadblocks, roadblocks of the AI content, you know, generation doesn't work as well as it did before. Uh, What do you think about that? Right, right. So I I, I see where you're coming from. So my answer again will be around the lines that what Google is, is, will be very vigilant about. And I can actually, you know, like maybe in the show notes, uh, I, I can share the links where Google's like head of SEO would are on record kind of claiming what I just mentioned. So, uh, the idea is that, of course, if they notice patterns wherein AI content is, is in some sense also giving you synthetic information, it's giving you false information. Let's say something which is very make believe, right? That they're going to hunt down severely, right? And I mean, we, we have signed agreements with OpenAI already, like one might go against agreements also, but that, that, that this is not going to be used by their technology or other technologies, our own technologies are not going, not going to be used by for spreading fake news i mean ironically we are the startups we started with the whole premise of being authentic and uh, this is also what is inbuilt intrinsically inbuilt in long shot so so my answer is that yes if there is a synthetic content let's say just to, i mean i was actually uh, uh, noticing a content about uh, this was just somebody has written just for the fun right uh, somebody has written a content that how uh, something completely synthetic some a product which is um, which does not even exist uh, some kind of physical product which does not even exist. Maybe let's for the sake of argument, uh, maybe some kind of computer has kind of uh, has this this many chips and this many that. So of course this is purely synthetic. Was done for for like a more more of a fun thing. But somebody if 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 they publish it, then Google's effort would be not to prioritize it because this is very very make believe but still wrong. So I would kind of uh, uh, repeat myself by saying that if the content is authentic original so i think there's no problem at all no problem no matter right. how we this we're coming from so what do you think is the future of ai um content i generation? think the future of ai content is similar so you know like a lot of people ask me future of AI. I, I i think the future of ai content had to be like we already are living in that future lots of people already use grammarly right what is grammarly if not a ai suggest you know writing a helper in some sense right they have right. been around for almost 10 years right so the point is that this is just next phase in the evolution now. And I think that it's, we are, we are at a similar stage as, you know, lots, lots of video creation softwares where like now you see Canva and other, you know, whatever, right? Like lots of video editing tools out there. Uh, but maybe, you know, five years down before, right? Maybe they were, people are trying to kind of still create their own videos from the ground up, but now it's like they're so the creativity still lies with the humans. I think. Mm-hmm. You'd be going ahead ourselves if we think that AI writing is going to be uh, sort of self-dependent. That's not going to happen. I mean, um, the point here is that you are going to lo- do less of a grunt work, really. 
you have your own ideas you are giving in, you know injecting keywords it is giving you some suggestions you are saying okay this good maybe rephrasing a bit and so on and so forth it's a very guided process mm -hmm. but still saves you tons of time right so so uh, you know i think we could talk for hours upon where this is going <laughs> but uh, this is part of the reason for the, this is part of the reason for this podcast is to understand this is such a new space you know and it's yeah. and it, it's been dramatically accelerated by you know the the covid and and uh, pandemics protocols and i think that i think that we've gone from 0 to 100 miles an hour right yeah, we used to we used to produce uh, four thousand pieces of content a month, right? Yeah, uh, you know, but for brands that wanted it, but for SEO purposes, man. But now it's yeah, you know, dramatically different um, mm -hmm. because they're doing a lot of that stuff, like you know, generating captions and stuff like that with little AI mm -hmm. programs. So, mm -hmm. so this is definitely the future, and it's replacing a lot of the drudgery of um, content production but who do you think uses most now the content intelligence software so i mean like as i said like mostly it's used by marketers uh, we have uh, uh, you know we have users in like uh, big and small marketing agencies content marketing agencies as well as uh, lots of in-house uh, marketers in big brands right so a content team in a in a brand would use us to kind of to create their own content sometimes not even for SEO, right? Sometimes for the internal reports, internal newsletters, stuff like that, right? So I think those are among the primary audience. We have also seen some, you know, interest from publishers. One of the uh, one of the biggest publishers in the world signed up uh, with us. News publisher, I'm saying, not for news, by the way, but for their other kind of, you know, sort of media uh, reasons. For example, more of a lifestyle content and uh, product reviews, gadget reviews, things like that, right? So, so those are the kind of areas. Uh, when it comes to long shot being used. And I believe that, um, uh, you know, market, marketers, uh, big and small, uh, will, uh, you know, kind of uh, adopt it more and more. I'm seeing the adoption gradually increasing. Uh, so I think that's where the most of the meat of the audience lies. Great. Well, we have to take our last break. So we'll come back, we'll talk about what makes you uh, unique from other uh, AI uh, pro yeah. platforms and the future. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc 
listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the wise content creates wealth podcast my guest Ankur Pandey. So Ankur, um, what are the uh, you know, we, everything sounds great. But what are some of the uh, what are the, some of the negatives of using an AI writing system? Uh, <clears throat> so one is over reliance on it. Uh, some people still kind of come to me and come to us rather and expect that you know it's uh, it's going to be kind of it's going to create content at the push of a button as i said like even if it is possible to do it is not going to serve anybody's purpose because the content will become gibberish and stuff like that so so i think uh, uh, you know some of the issues exist with the misexpectation uh, and also you know one has to so and there are some kind of areas for example i mentioned news right so uh, these are the, not the kind of areas where one should use ai writing uh, news or extremely technical articles, uh, medical journals. So, so uh, because this is this is going to be very sensitive when it comes to lots of facts and and very current facts. So, I think those are not the area currently where the AI content uh, it's content, but not not in the sort of domain where AI can bring a lot of value at this point. Cool and. Um... You, you know, you have this fact checker uh, system, and you, but you say it's um, so. You say it's not necessarily accurate enough for like big B two B things like medical and, and things like yeah. that. But in general, it's, I generally think it's accurate. Yeah. So it's 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 in some sense what it is doing is so think of what what actually so like let's say uh, if any fact checker system would need a source, right? To kind of validate against but let's say you are writing a medical article and the source is such that you know it's it does not have a public access it's very in some sense um, uh, in uh, kind of hidden somewhere in uh, in some kind of vault like which is not publicly access or the ai is not been trained on so then it will fail also when it comes to news, similar thing right like uh, it is the facts uh, the fact checking has to be done on the ground like today x happened mm -hmm. the ai will not know per se X happened or not until it can find a reliable source of truth where it has seen that, right? And, and of course, one can imagine the scenario where every uh, you know uh, big or small publisher come, uh, has has not even published or not published the correct version. So so it needs a reference. So because of all these reasons, or like all these sort of um, uh, you know kind of uh, uh, reasons related to the very nature of how the fact checking works, it is not entirely not possible at this stage. In the current version, at least, uh, to venture into these things, not just for us, like anybody, basically. Yeah, well, um, you know, one of the um, one of the my, our our you know hmm. work has to been work with content teams, which is different than working with individual writers, right? Right. Um, what 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 do you find are some of the pain points of a content team, and how do you help that? Right. So content content teams, the pain point basically are. You know, in so it's um it's also uh, okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of thinking that what is the biggest pain point? Because there are many pain points. So so among the uh, among the pain points which we have noticed are um, 
like can you work collaboratively right like lots of times they need to kind of you know do proofreading and reviews of uh, work you know spread across so this is more of a like a management or content management style problem but uh, yeah this is this is very basic but still i i think the, it's still not solved to the satisfaction of um, lots of content teams and mm -hmm. then second thing is that you know second important thing we have noticed is that uh, lots of times uh, let's say there is an area uh, and this is more true for agencies like content agencies is uh, sometimes uh, they would need to produce a piece of content for the clients in which they do not have enough of an in-house expertise so then there lies like they have to either outsource themselves or kind of you know sort of either reject this so so this is also something we have seen you know they would probably uh, you know because sometimes uh, some some content agencies do work in a very specific area but other journalist style content agencies would kind of uh, you know seek the work but then they may not have the expertise and therefore content quality would go for a toss um, like product like us for example try to solve or mitigate it to some extent because as i mentioned at the beginning we uh, try to kind of help you also in the content research part right so but yeah there is a limit like if it is very research heavy then of course um, the problem will still remain so yeah i've i've interviewed a number of content producers and i'm, I'm sure you're aware of your competitors um but what makes uh long shot ai unique so i would say um like the first and foremost we uh, like we have we like since our existence last year we have uh, you know exclusively focused on long form which means that we have you know lots of nuts and bolts and so you know one can call themselves long form writer but one if one has to use it to see it like you know like what kind of intricacies are there and what kind of solution spectrum exists which we offer right so so one like very specific or very sort of uh, in your face answer would be that uh, we have been kind of dealing with the problem since our inception and therefore we have tried to accommodate all possibilities in which long form uh, either can go wrong or it can be fixed or people what kind of things people write because most of the users are actually long form writers right and we kind of look at the data we talk to them and we kind of seek their learning so uh, if you want to uh, write focus on long form i think we have provide you uh, as a you like as a very expert uh, long form writer would like you know we have tried to sort of learn from them from our users and try to replicate in the ai system so i think this is in some sense uh, a definitional difference and then the other thing is that we focus a lot on like things like you know authenticity as i mentioned using fact checks etc uh, things uh, we have a like this unique feature called semantic seo score right which is which at least to the best of my knowledge uh, uh, you know, it's a very in, intrinsically, so it's like a lot of time people would approach at keyword densities and clusters and things like that, right? Like uh, mm -hmm. all too big and small would kind of have that approach. But we have an approach wherein we try to see, okay, is your content really answering what people are looking for and assign a score based on that. And your task is, should be to improve that score with, with the suggestions we give, right? So it's a very human-like approach, right? Rather than trying to stuff things unnaturally. Uh, so this is, these are the kind of differences where we take up and we are of course very end to end. Uh, typically also we have seen without naming the competition, some might be good, bad, whatever, yeah. but uh, we have seen that they focus on the writing part, but we have noticed that why, why bother, uh, long form writers to kind of take like three, four tools, one for research and one for, you know, uh, writing and another for SEO metrics. So like we try to kind of combine things like, uh, AI writing and things like SEO as, you know. Uh, surfer SEO, whatever, right? Like things like these and research, like keyword research tools. So our vision is to become 
semrush plus surfer seo plus ai writer all in one you know <laughs> well that's a nice that's a nice vision right yeah um <laughs> uh, well great um so how can people uh, reach out to you, find out more about you? Is there anything going on you want to let people know about? Yeah, sure. I mean, so we, uh, so our website is longshot.ai. Like you'll find lots of information there. You'll just Google longshot.ai or longshot.ai, you'll find about us. Um, uh, I can share my mail ID maybe in the show notes. And, uh, um, you know, like you can reach out to me, my team. Uh, and uh, we will keep, keep on maybe producing content, like, you know, some video and tutorials and, webinars and things like that we just did a webinar like you know three days back where lots of audience uh, came and asked their questions uh, we also gave a live demo just to kind of answer what they're looking for so our plan is to keep on doing these things educating the market we believe that uh, we uh, so yeah we in some sense uh, we're in a few months later than like uh, some of the more known players but i think uh, so you know like i also believe maybe this is not the question you directly answered but uh, mm -hmm. i do not uh, I do not believe in directly head-on competing. I think, uh, you know, many other players are doing their own things and they're, they're great. You know, so, you know, there have been times that I have recommended my users to use some other tool and not us. Right. So I think, okay, you want to focus on X type of things. So rather use that. Right. So what we want to uh, you know do is like, you know, based on our users feedback, uh, like we have decided a broad area, but then the specific things will be told to us by users. So we'll kind of try to, you know, uh, go into that direction and therefore we'll keep on interacting with the users with whatever millions we can well i want to thank you for being on the show i mean you uh you reached out to me and i i put you on the spot and say be on it and you've done really well i appreciate I mean, that I, i'm glad i did i'm glad i did and yeah, it's, it's, so fun. it's, I mean, it's very interesting some really important questions yeah, I, I, you know, I'm gonna pay attention. And, and frankly, one of the things I, I thought I liked is where you're talking about the agencies and needing factual based information for content in areas you don't necessarily know about. And yeah. I think that would be very useful for some of our practice. So I'm gonna look into right. it for that. All right, that sounds really great. Um, and so thank you for being on the show. Uh, this is the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. Uh, you can find out more about us at wisecontentcreateswealth.com. We're also streamed live on Facebook at facebook.com slash wisecontentcreateswealth. We are part of the talkradio.nyc network, which is uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, live podcasts every day. I recommend you take a look at the, the shows that they have. It ranges from small business to self-help to travel um, to um, help for pets. Uh, as well as things for big business. So uh, please go to talkradio.nyc to find out more about it. I also run another podcast on this network called Gateway to the Smokies. I have a, a resort in the mountains, the Smoky Mountain area, and uh, I do uh, a, uh, all sorts of things about tourism and travel and culture in the Smoky Mountains. So that's on uh, it's on Tuesdays from uh, 6 to 7. This podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth, is every week from... Uh, on Fridays from uh, uh, noon until one. So hope to see you next week. Thank you uh, for showing up and talk to you later. Bye.
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 